it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Please sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Our time's calling for your long trots. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. You said you would win this time. Instead, God took your shine. You didn't want to hear me, yeah. Here you stand, trying not to cry. Asking yourself why you didn't win this trophy, yeah, yeah. Since I'm still around for me to tell you bitches face to face. I'm singing you this letter And this is what I have to say All I really wanted was what was mine Instead you told me reparations wasn't (laughs) on your mind What you did to me Woo woo You won't be lifting trophies (laughs) If you gave things back and did what was simply right You see this curse would live and your blood clot flag could fly What you did to me Yeah yeah Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. well, you know you're not fucking singing. Oh, well. You're just like, whoa, whoa. Oh, well. you it. No one asked you. That, that was not a run at all. That wasn't even a walk. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, um, yes, as you can see, the reason that you're getting this episode, or if you're listening, but you can also see this because it's going to be on um, IGTV later. But the reason that this is coming out later than usual is because we actually recorded on the Monday. Who's we? Well, if you're looking, you can clearly see. But it's myself and the incredible Receipt podcast. So it's me, Kalechi, in a rascal place to be. And we've got... It's your girl, Tolly T. Just call me Audrey. And your mamacita, Milena Sanchez. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're doing it. Doing it. We did it. Finally. I can't believe this. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad to have you all on here. I mean, Audrey, we know you now. I mean, Son Sadiq, but you know. Son Sadiq. Yeah, we miss him, but. miss him. I have so much time for Sadiq, by the way. I don't know if you know this. I have so much time for him. He's such a baby boy. Yeah, I have a lot of time. I know that he would have loved to be here. Oh, he's got work in him. They're doing their work at home and yeah, right. God, all the Zoom calls. (laughs) But yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck Suck your mom. mom. Thank you. Oh my God. Suck your (laughs) mother. Suck your mother. No, I'm so um, I'm so excited that you're all here. This is the best thing ever. Congratulations on Keep the Receipt. She was born. Authors. I know, right? Crazy. There's some authors in this house. There's There's some some authors in this house. house. I quite like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to steal that. Somewhere else. No, it's sick, man. I'm so... I can't believe it's a thing that's actually yeah. happened. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I saw it. Do you know what? I'll be honest. I'll be deadly honest. When we first got asked about it, I thought it was premature. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was premature for the longest time as well. And I think that's because of how I see books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see them as this really prestigious thing where maybe I thought I wasn't worthy of doing yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I thought I had to earn a lot more stripes mm. before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, and because I think like this is going to sit in the same world as like. Bell Hooks book sits on and like do you know like like the yeah, legends yeah, of like yeah, established yeah. I mean, this is also a book yeah yeah, yeah not yeah, because yeah. it's on that level but because it's also a book it's gonna yeah. sit on that world and I just thought ah am I there yet mm. I think for me it was like what was that gonna look like how are we going to not just let it be what we do on the podcast like how are we gonna open up even more and what else were we mm. gonna say even yeah. though I knew that we had so much more to give but yeah. it was just like what kind of formats were we gonna do yeah, definitely. But you felt like it was premature, but then it took its time, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And there was there was a whole journey that you had along yeah. the way as well. And I think that even when you think that you still started, and the journey also informed what you ended up with. Yeah, in absolutely. The end. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And and I just think it's incredible. Like I've been taking my time reading it. Thank you, Audrey. Oh, my <laughs> pleasure. I I read that bit and oh, oh I cried. Thank oh, you. No. That was beautiful. But no, I think that you've. All three of you have done an incredible job with this and the team that, um, you know, worked with you on it. It's, it's really, really great. And again, like you said, Milena, taking the, how do you take the kind of structure of the podcast and then move it into book form in a way that you feel like you can explore lots of things, um, be vulnerable and still have it make sense? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And not just for like a chat. I don't want to be yeah. the transcript. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And here were the things they've all said in the podcast. And like, yeah. I just wanted it to, yeah, I went to flex my writing skills a little bit as well. I was like, sis, you've been doing like, this. You've been doing, doing this. this. Yeah. You can yeah. write. You can like, and I had to like talk myself out of the whole thing of this is premature. And it's like, it's, it, it's fine. Like, mm. but we have to think about that. Like, why do we have to be excellent before we can do our I things? Know. You mm. are excellent. Let's get that. Just, let's just get that out there. Mm-mm. You are. But I think like when we, when we are kind of, um, I don't know, analyzing ourselves, we're the ones that go, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be perfect before it goes out, but we do that. We do that. And I think, um, especially as like black women, women of color, you sit there and you're like, nah, it's not, it's just not ready for the world mm. because we feel like we have to go out there nicely, neatly packaged mm. because we yes. see what happens to people who when are they're not. not. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And I feel yeah. like when you don't have confidence anyways to actually place yourself in a space where you feel like, you know what, I am worthy and I am deserving of this. Like it's very, very hard as well to actually remind yourself that, yeah, do you know what? You can do this. Mm. Yeah. And in, yeah, imposter syndrome is a thing as well. I speak about it in the book. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that for me, that played like a massive part like and like what Tolly was saying about it being premature it wasn't because we've also been doing this for five years five years is like a long mm, time. Yeah. time it's not a baby boy baby girl baby non-binary <laughs> amount of time do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah like you kind of just have to like get out of that fa- that space but literally all three of you are writers though that's why I think it's wild that mm, you could yeah. all sit there and be like Ah, oh, maybe it's premature. Like you study journalism, yeah. Audrey, mm-hmm. and you study journalism mm-hmm. as well. And then, you, and, and Milena, you're a songwriter. Mm. So you've all been writing in different yeah, facets, yeah, and different aspects. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly someone goes, Well, write a book, just a longer version of yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then you're like, Nah, I don't yeah, Feels don't a bit much. To. Yeah, it's because I was just comparing it to all of the other books that I've read and that mean a lot to me and that mean a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just don't. And also, that's one thing, like a lot of things, right? I can be like, oh, whatever, but I can. 
can actually come and down the line for this podcast and my writing. Yeah. Those are two mm. things I'm very precious about. Anything yeah. else, yeah. Ah, mm, yeah. money yeah. I have to make, I do what I need to do, whatever, yeah. whatever. But there's two things I'm so precious about. Yeah. And these are these two things. Mm. And now they're together in a space. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't like, I don't take criticism. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I definitely that. scary. Like when you open up and you end up being so vulnerable in something that's so permanent yeah. and then you put it out there. And like you said, I think because you have a different relationship, like with reading and books yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where you read it you appreciate mm-hmm. it whereas if somebody doesn't have that sort of love for books and they're reading our stories mm-hmm. and stuff and they're just like oh yeah whatever I mean yeah it was all right like no do you know how much it's yeah. like showing someone a song that you've worked so hard yeah, on doing yeah. and it's like bro you're not actually like you're looking at the person like are you hearing the lyrics yeah, yeah, are you hearing yeah. that beat and they don't yeah, get it yeah. and it's like oh and then it makes you doubt what you've done yeah. because it's like I thought this was banging yeah. but clearly but then I was like, do you know what? Everyone can go suck out. Because at the end of the day, this is like, <laughs> honestly, there's no right or wrong because it's our stories. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, I don't think there's such a such a thing as right or wrong when it comes to people's lived mm. experiences, people's yeah. truth. So, I mean, it either resonates with you or it doesn't. Yeah. But there's no right or wrong. And at the end of the day, if you've been listening to the podcast um, for a while, you would appreciate the book. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're coming to it as somebody who's never heard the podcast, you're just going to mm. appreciate it because you've got three women here just going, boom. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is, these are our experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you say, you don't have to agree. Like your experience could be vastly different. Yeah. Go and write your own book. Yeah, no, literally. That, like <laughs> literally. No, that part. Yeah. yeah. So, and like places are good for that. Self-publishing, you can do better with that. Like bare things that you can yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's um, vlogs. Uh, yeah. Blogs, yeah, yeah. Blog, you can do vlogs. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very good. Slogs, whatever. <laughs> whatever you need to do. Yeah, go and do what <laughs> Get you your story want. out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. No, I think that is um, amazing. But we're going to be talking about it um, a lot more very shortly. Let's um, get into the tarot then. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. Tarot for this week. What should the focus be? Oh, what do, what do we have? Pick on each. <laughs> Imagine, Tony. I don't know. Careers. You could discuss what careers you want. Um, uh, I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't want them to know. No, I, I, <laughs> right. I think direction. Direction. Yeah. Direction. Direction in what way? Direction in like where we going? Where we going? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, like kind of just about decision, like decisions that might be floating. Okay. Okay. So general life decisions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly. General life decisions. Milena, do you have the honor of shuffling the cards? Oh yeah, girl. baby. Yes. So, so we've got the Modern Witch, uh, Lisa Stop Modern Witch Tarot deck. So you can pick if you shuffle that and then pick three cards from there. This is my shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> You're shaking as well. I, just, I would also be nervous. I'm like this, my hands. No, because if one falls out, yeah, she'll grab that one. <laughs> that's the universe trying to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Whichever one comes out, that's the one we're taking. I was like, okay, okay. Why do I feel nervous? What's wrong with me? But you just said direction is so vague. It's not like someone went, oh, my love life. I should have said that life. to be fair. I think I need more. I need more <laughs> than that to direction on that one. Because, cool. So we'll do we'll Godness be focusing, is supreme We'll be focusing on um, worry, Love is... life And just general direction Julius, I'm having a really weird time At the moment Where I am like Sorry, nobody asked you this. I was going to start talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're like, it's the kind of thing that you're saying, like, you have to expose her. Yeah, the other one's Milena. I was going to start exposing three. myself. You're like, we're shuffling every day. I'm shuffling. Will I get married? <laughs> Will I get married? Them, kind of, them questions there. Boy. <laughs> Everyone rushing, rushing. You just be there. May. Mopping. Take time. Relax yourself. Yeah, please. like take Relax time yourself. on this thing. Take time. It's meant to be a forever thing. So just, take time. Just live your life. Uh-uh. 
It's not every day. Every day up and down the aisle, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's the last one. Pick one. Those two. I don't even shuffle all of them. Mm. Right, what so, I hate about this year. Oh, go on. No, I was gonna ask about the cards. Yeah. They're all represent. So you said that was the witch of So no, so this is it witch. She's not to say witch. I said no, she she witch. So this okay, deck, good. This deck is called the a modern witch tarot deck by, by, by Lisa Snell. No, no, okay. Of, the, of all the words, of, of all words. the letters that she heard, it was it was <laughs> that's the witch, witch one, right? Yeah. Witch is and Windsor. No, hear me out. What are the other decks called? And so this one is one of my favorites um ever. This is called the um Black Angel Deck of Cards. Okay. By Zenju Ethlin Manuel, and it's kind of depicted as black people. And then we've got the spiritual seasoning for the soul okay um, oracle cards and then we've got the wisdom of the oracle deck as well okay so is there anything else you need that's it thank okay, you so much well done, oh, well done. Job, baby. Well done. so great assistance. um the modern witch tarot deck is literally just um the it's designed to follow the um the way that the traditional tarot deck looks but it's just with women Ah, no, oh, okay. okay. just depicted as women okay, cool. and it's just absolutely beautiful so it looks like spirit's actually going to be talking about um relationships from what i can see i mean oh, no. but let's see so and at the bottom of the deck we've got that universe cool. come through come through come through all right cool so let me just grab Generally, these my ones heart is oh, me too. I'm like, what's wrong with me let's see what message comes through um, Milena, because I've been needing one more. Word. One more thing. Just pick one card out of those two decks that you've got in front of you, um, there. So then I won't reach for them, and then I know that it was your judge that touched it. Your energy. It's your, your energy. vibe. Yeah. I've got good energy. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I wanted. I want that energy. I'm good. Yeah. Good energy. In any Martin. Energy, universe, please help us out. Cool. All right. So we've got all of our cards, but yeah. Cool, because it's good to have extra energy as well, so it's not just mine. But you shuffled it and you picked that, and then I just helped you pick these three um, out of the deck, right? So the first card that came out, can't even see it, it's probably fire. It's the Tower card. Can you see that? It's on fire. It's on fire. It's on fire. It's fire. It came out in reverse. And then you've got the Knight of Pentacles. Oh, okay. Okay, Knight. Yeah. Okay. And then um, that came out in reverse. And then we've got the Two of Cups. Okay. And that was upright. So we put them back in the order that they came out in so I can see them, just get a feel for what's going on here. So we said we're looking at direction and um, just general things about relationships and life. So the first thing I see here is that the, the tower card in reverse, um, the chaos has already happened. The destruction that you were so scared of has already happened. So there's this, um, and it's in the past, so because it was the first card that came out and I'm reading this forward, the thing that you were scared of, that, oh my God, I can't imagine what my life would be like if this thing were to happen, this destruction, it's already taken place, right? Um, and it's taken place, but you still keep thinking that you're in that space. So new opportunities are arriving. So if we're saying that this is a relationship, we're seeing the Knight of Pentacles. There is a patient energy. There's probably somebody around who's probably always been around that um, they've never been like overly in your face because the Knight of Pentacles, as you can see, the horse is not moving, right? Mm -hmm. So they've been very steady and sturdy about the fact that they want to help. They want to be there. But because... You're still stuck in this energy of, oh, but my world is upside down and everything's destroyed and I've lost everything. 
um, you're unable to see the value in this person or this opportunity. So even if it's not a person for some people, it's the value in the opportunity that's now arisen because I still need to, I've been told that grief requires that I be sad for four years. So I'm going to perform sadness. And so you have to stop lying to yourself that you're actually not sad anymore. Mm. You're not sad in the way that you were sad when the thing first happened, but you want to perform the, I don't know, the good, um, person the good partner the or the the, the good ex or um, the good daughter um or all the good or all the loyal um person that was working working for a particular organization let's say right so they fired you or so everything's ended or the company's gone under so no one even fired you the company's gone under and then you're like oh I need to be sad for them. Meanwhile, there are opportunities waiting for you and you're scared to take the opportunities because mm. I need to be sad for everybody else. I'm like, fuck them. I'm not being sad for anybody. <laughs> fuck them. But when we're looking at it in the relationship sense, I need to hang out a little bit longer, looking sad for a little bit longer because what are people going to say if it looks like I'm, a, I'm happy and good things mm. are happening for me? And so spirit, God's saying to you that, but I've prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies like I've 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 done the work to give you the things that you said you desired like when nobody else was hearing you when you were pre- pretending to everybody else I heard your prayers and I'm giving you what you asked for and I'm giving it to you in a form that will last and you're scared to take it because what are other people going to say but the mad thing is that people are always going to have something to say people are never going to stop talking so if so we have to come to an agreement here it's like what God's like I'm getting from God, like we have to come to an agreement here. Do I give you the blessings or do we keep pretending? Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to give you the blessings, then I'm going to need you to man the fuck up. And man, I'm using very gender neutral here, but you know, person the fuck up, right? I'm going to need you to step into your glory and stepping into your glory means you have to be okay with people being like, oh my, oh my God. So mm-hmm. that's who they've gone with or that's the job they want to do now. Yeah, that's, that's what God <laughs> called me to okay? because this is, yeah. uh, <laughs> this is reciprocity. This is reciprocity. Like you've asked for, you've asked for life to meet you halfway. You've asked for the person that's going to be able to pour into you the way that you deserve to be poured into, the way that you pour into other people. And you've asked for the job that's going to fulfill you um, you, with all the passion that you have that you want to put into the world. You've asked for these things. And then God's like, here you go. And you're like, oh no, I can't take it because I'm sorry. Like people are going (laughs) to... People are going to say things. So Mm. this, if we're talking about direction, then so let's go back to direction is what I'm feeling now. So let's go back to direction. The path has already been made clear to you. You're pretending like you don't know how to walk down it. You don't have many options, really. The path is very, very clear as to what you now need to do. And you know that, but you're scared to know that because it means that what will I leave behind? And, And actually, do I want my blessings? Like, am I ready for my own blessings am i worthy of my own blessings that's a conversation you need to have with yourself like there if you've felt any sort of shame before there is any crevice um within your body within your psyche where shame still resides that makes you feel like you're not deserving of certain things because maybe you've done certain things or you just feel like oh the better things happen for people that don't look like me god's like no the best things are happening for you as you look as as ever as exactly who you are god didn't ask you to change like god doesn't need you to be perfect because there's no such thing as perfection um so waiting to be perfect to walk down the road that's already been prepared before you all the obstacles have been removed and a lot of 
people can feel the energy this year all the obstacles that were in your way like let's say um last year to the year before suddenly those things are moved away right and you can suddenly finally go down the path and then you're scared to go down a path because you're scared of leaving people behind or you're scared of what's waiting for you there but all that's waiting for you there is glory all that's waiting for Mm -hmm. you there is the love that you've asked for but you have to be willing to walk the path you just have to be prepared for the fact that as you're walking down that path there are going to be little fucking owls and little wolves on the side like that have making the most noise but do you want the blessing or not? Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the message that comes through from that. Um, from the spiritual seasoning for the from the spiritual seasoning for the soul deck um that um by me. Um the card <laughs> that came out for you is you are the sole authority when it comes to your life, act like it. Mm-hmm. So that and Milena picked that out. So that further confirms what's come out there. Stop pretending like you don't know how to live your life. And I feel like sometimes we we all know how to chat bad. I do it. We all know how to chat bad about, well, I'm gonna, no one can tell me because I da 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 da. But you know, deep down, there is a part of you because we all have it. The inner child that's still scared, that's still scared of criticism, that's still scared of being rejected, that's still scared of being ostracized. You don't want to take a, make, um, take a step wrong. But if your steps are divinely ordered, even when it appears to people that you've taken a step wrong, you're still walking the path that has been set before you. And you've always got to remember that when things feel a bit lonely, always remember that you're walking the path that's been set for you. And as long as you're praying and you're doing the things that you need to do, you don't have to worry about what other people have to say because they were going to talk anyway. Um, And then the card that, again, Milena picked that you've got from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck is here, here and now. And you can see that you can, if you want to have a look, it's like an egg. And um, you can see that they're looking for direction. There's someone sitting on an egg <laughs> oh, yeah. and they're looking for direction. What number is that? 32. 32. So let's see what it says here. Number 32. 32. Okay, so this is what the card says in the book. Everything happens in the now, in the present. Only this moment counts. You have what it takes to handle anything today if you let go of the need to look into the future or reflect on the past. Be present and notice what is going on right now. This very moment has the potential for you to create miracles. And that's your Knight of Pentacles here. Um, This very moment has the potential for you to create miracles in your life. Relationship message here says, it's easy to yearn for a love affair or friendship you may not have right now. One that is more romantic, more fun, more reliable, more passionate. The good old days are gone and a new day has dawned. Let your heart trust that you have everything you need right now, whether you have the relationship you desire or not. Tomorrow is beyond your reach. Yesterday cannot return. The now is all that's available to you. Stay present and aware that in this moment, as you cherish and approve of your beautiful self, you are a magnet for love. Spirit is madly in love with you. And this is another way to look at this. Like I said to you, like God's prepared a table before you. That is you being given you know, back and forth, you pray and then God gives you the things that you've asked for. That's the back and forth that's happening here. Like you want someone to love you the way that God fucking loves you. You want a job to respect you the way that God fucking respects you. Not, and if anything less, it's just not worth your fucking time. And that's what you're being told here, that spirit is madly in love with you right now. Did you know that? Turn to spirit to feel the joy of love in the here and now. Um, prosperity message says what are you um, what you are working on is golden and your efforts will leave a powerful legacy but 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 focus not on 
uh, meeting a goal in the far off future, but on creating your dream now, releasing your desire for an outcome and owning that it already exists, it will appear in the math and material world as if by magic. Claim your prosperity now. The essence is more important than the form. When you are immersed in prosperous thoughts, you automatically tune into the sense of timelessness and unlimited potential. You can act as if, in spite of the temporary outer conditions, you are prosperous at this moment. What you think now becomes your your reality. Stay present. And I don't know if anyone needs the protection message. The protection message says, whenever you find your mind drifting into the past, wondering if things could could have or should have been better, or whenever you find yourself longing for the good old days, you leak power. The same is true of looking too far ahead and hoping the future will provide you with certainty. Driven by ambition, you might wander too long in a space with no substance and forget that you are here today. The past and future are illusions. Whenever you leave the present moment, you're disconnecting from your inherent power to manifest your reality with true substance. Neither past nor future can give you what you need. Now is all that counts. Come back from those eternities and be here now. All will be well and miracles will appear as if by magic in the perfect timing of spirit. Mm-hmm. And that is the word because this is what this Knight of Pentacles signifies. Again, I say to you, like, notice how the, the horse just isn't moving. Mm-hmm. Because when that horse is ready to move, you we already know how horses move. So when that horse is ready to move, with the time that God has like said, like, boom, this is when you're gonna have your things, nobody's gonna be able to stand in the way of that, not even you. So mm-hmm. you have to just like hold that in mind that you haven't you haven't not been heard. It's just gonna take um it's going to take getting used to the fact that, wow, it's probably already here. And then the card that we've got from the Black Angel deck of cards is the Warrior. And it's got three faces. And um, the Warrior final card. The final card says, let's see here. Your soul is a, a spiritual warrior. You work in an inter- you work at integrating body, mind, and spirit as you need the congruency between what you feel, think, and do. Your focus and attention are usually on what is good for you as you know this is best. You experience spirit through your physical life. Spirit is not out there somewhere for you. So you attend to and accomplish many physical manifestations. You have great presence and some may bend towards you because of it or bend away from your force. You live by the camaraderie codes of integrity and loyalty. Friends are important to you and you look for them to join you in life. You are a warrior. Um, You are of the warrior soul clan that needs balance between the various aspects of your life. You are aware and enjoy the many facets of yourself. In fact, you have a strong ability to bring forth the necessary inequalities needed for every situation in your life. You have been initiated by your past struggles, which have prepared you for whatever may come your way. Your gaze is still and sure. You are a warrior for your own soul. On the waking path, you are attuned to yourself when your life is in turmoil. When a warrior enters the sleeping path, the attunement dwindles. You may not be aware of your actions when circumstances overwhelm you. It becomes difficult to access the concentration of your various personas. In this state, your camaraderie with others can become distorted and you are manipulated into doing battles for others while neglecting your own life. The internal fragmentation can cause you to move from job to job or relationship to relationship, feeling dissatisfied and disappointed. Confusion arises and sets in, keeping you from making needed changes in your life. In fragmentation, you may take on wearing various masks to survive. 
If you stay on the sleeping path, it becomes difficult to call on your concentrated warrior self. You may find your energy going towards battling different parts of yourself. This battle becomes an internal struggle between mind, body and spirit. You may have a feeling of being dishonest or pretending to be who you're not. To bring back harmony, tranquility and protection, embrace the unacceptable aspects of who you are along with the acceptable ones. This does not necessarily mean that you love what's unacceptable, but rather that you attend to your whole self. In essence, bringing the warrior forward is to bring um, a strength forward that is built on your whole being, all of who you are. Watch your habits of caretaking and putting yourself in positions in which you can be manipulated to care for someone who is very capable of taking care of their own life. Stagnation is deadly to you. Lift the veil and take a look at all the relationships in which there is no movement. Find creative ways to move stale and smelly waters. Warrior, you have fought battles for everyone and attended to their woes. Now it is time for you to do the same for yourself. Bring your life home, shelter it, stay in your life and be prepared for your own storms that are sure to come. So that is that is the that's the word. <laughs> Shit, then terror was terroring, right? Mm. That's what you call us to say. <laughs> bring your soul home. Yeah. It's not the cup we're bringing home, so right? Yeah, not bring, like, that's not coming home. Yeah. But if they brought themselves home and realized the fuckery that they've done, maybe the cup yeah. would come yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Then it would come home. I think that's the most silent I've ever been <laughs> ever in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, mm-hmm. I've always got things to say. Well, actually, yeah. 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 I was just I was just silent. I just listened. How like, do you feel about doing? that because obviously this isn't something that you've been comfortable with yeah. in the past isn't it so for you to sit here and actually hear all of that do you know what for me it's the longest time it was I think I've, to be fair I've probably like dealt with this earlier it's I fit into every black woman trope as in like as in like in terms of like it's God and it's this, it's yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. And for the longest time, I did fit into that world. Even yeah. like, don't get cleaner because as a black woman, should we be able to clean, cook and like yeah. all of the suffering that came with it, all of the good that came with it. I was like, yeah, mm. I'm going to wear all of that. And like, couple of last couple of years, I've been removing many of things mm. and just figuring out what's mine, what's stuck on me. Yeah. And I need to like peel off like it's gum yeah. and what's actually mine and what I want to wear and what I believe in and things like that. So it's, it didn't feel uncomfortable for me because I've been mm. working on that whole, like it's not, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not this against this. Yeah, so things right. melting, right? yeah, yes. exactly. It's the melting of yeah. things. Yeah, so yeah. that understanding yeah. has made things. Like, before, I wouldn't even be in the room. I'm like, yeah. ah, well, yeah. like <laughs> witches and wizards are right. Yeah. Yeah. They are yeah. Yeah. The witch, witch cards. Yeah. Yeah. They are them to me. But you know, I feel like that, I think that that's ultimately it. Like we all go through that. Well, I pray that we all go through that journey where we start realizing that thing that God speaks to us in so many different ways. Yeah. Like God can speak to you on a billboard, um, you know, anywhere. And it's where you're willing to be open enough to get your messages because when right. that message hits, it fucking hits. Yeah. Like, you can't even pretend that it's not for you. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. it's just that reminder that you're more than a physical body and we're more than just the cultures that actually are um, and Audrey, you mentioned it in the book as well about, you know, colonization and what that's what that does to us and how we mm. understand certain things, right? And so this movement, this way that we've run away from 
trusting ourselves. Like we're literally, if we, we, we reading in the Bible that it says that we were created in the image of God, remembering that that's been translated so many times when you come back to it, you're still being told like you are literally a mini God. Like you're you, yeah. you remembering your link, your connection to God so you can get the messages that you need. So you can be the best fucking person you can be while you're here. Yeah. And, and that message is going to try and find you in so many different ways. And I think that when you see people moving mad everywhere, specifically online, now I kind of read it as they're so far removed from their God self. Yeah. Like why, how can I get vexed? Mm -mm -mm, Yeah. You know, and I think that that's what's important when I, you know, see people succeeding like yourselves, like doing what you're doing. It's just like, as you attune to yourself and, and we've seen that on the podcast, we've seen that on the receipts, like, or we've listened to it on the receipts. We've, we've been there with you growing. Yeah. yeah. We've been yeah, there with absolutely. you growing. We've been there with you unlearning. And that's directly correlated yeah. with the momentum or the, or the trajectory yeah. of your success. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, absolutely, so I yeah. feel like the more that we step into the person that we're destined to be, mm-hmm. the more easy it is for our blessings to find us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that would be ready to receive them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yes. It was when you were saying about um, leaving people behind, because that is like word for word, a conversation I've had with my therapist, I think last mm, week actually, yeah. which is that like, I am so fearful. And it's really weird because I never thought I was that person that was like, I needed to be liked or whatever, whatever. But I have this thing of like, wherever I go, I need to bring everyone with me. And she yeah. was like, you don't have to carry with it. Like, you can leave people behind. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's okay to live in this new light that you're living in, not feel like, yeah, but I don't want someone to feel away. Mm, yeah. and I don't want them to feel like they think my success has changed me or whatever. Yeah, like it has. Ultimately right. it has. But, yeah. Going outside to the bus stop has changed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I can watch a show on Netflix that changes yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's this consistent need of like, I need to bring my community along. I need to bring all of my family along. I don't want anyone to ever feel like, mm. ah, is it not Tolani? Yeah. And like that's just how she is And it's a case of like And she was like Yeah you don't want to be disliked so I was like No I don't care if anyone likes me She was like No I'm not saying mm, That you yeah. care if a random person likes yeah, you or not yeah. You don't want to leave people behind But she was like That means you never sit in where you're at Because mm. you're so concerned about I want to stay with them Yeah Yeah Yeah. So no one ever thinks She thinks she's above us I can yeah. just stay here with you people Yeah So nobody yeah. can ever Yeah and it's like Let me take care of everybody So then it looks like you know I'm sharing Yeah, yeah. And you know I'm being a good child And that's just what you do And especially from a family Where it's like my mum's always very given. Mm. Yeah. Nothing was ever just yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And even if something good happened and you were like, oh, I don't like, let's say you got given a gift and you didn't like it. Like, well, I can take it away from you then. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anytime something even good things happen, I'm like, even if I want to complain to myself, and I was like, oh no, I can't because it won't get taken away from me. Yeah, mm. yeah. But like, you, something good can happen and you can want it to be better. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay to, to not yeah, yeah, it's it can okay be really good well. but you can yeah. still be like no I can, mm. it can be better yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing. and I never have that because I'm just fearful that if I don't appreciate something someone will take it away yeah yeah yeah. so that that rang true in terms of like feeling like you don't want to leave anyone behind and take everybody this caretaker aspect mm. part of it but you mentioned in the book like you're the youngest yes and that's an interesting thing because usually the youngest people are very well you are like but they're very hyper independent like yeah. I'm going to go mm-hmm. it alone and I'm going to go do my thing mm-hmm. but then there is still that aspect of Nigerianness, Yorubaness, exactly. womanness that's yeah. just like oh I want to go forge ahead because I see new land that I want to explore um, not in a colonization way. <laughs> I want to go ahead I want to go and see that but oh but everybody else exactly yeah. and that's what it is it is oh but everybody yeah consistently oh but everybody else and what would I say and also History has shown me that other member, other women in my family who have done that, mm. they've not been talked about well. 
Yes. Right. Mm, Do you know right. what I'm saying? If there was that Yeah, yeah. What do we say about the auntie? The Roja auntie that just left. It's like, oh, I don't care anymore. I don't want to get mad. I don't want to do anything. I want to live my life. The way your families talk about them, I was like, ah, Exactly. But you hear how the rogue aunties are talked about. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you're even scared of that. But it's literally it's <laughs> yeah. the auntie that did take the path that everybody else did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The auntie that did leave her husband after he was abusive to her. Yeah. The auntie that did all the things mm, that for herself. Right. The way they talk about the auntie is yeah. it's that, oh. Yeah. So yeah. you're wary of that conversation being spoken about you as well, even yeah. in this weird way. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a weird. It's a weird balancey one. I think for me, um, the card where it says like, you know, when you're so stuck in the past and then maybe so stuck in the future um, that you should just take what now is given you and like bask in it and embrace it instead of thinking of like what could be or what has been. Mm. Because I feel like for me, there's been a very, very long time where I've lived my life with everything that's happened with me in the past. Mm. And then like, I literally can't even enjoy the moment. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, what if I take this path? What if I take that path? And I have so many different avenues and I'm like trying to figure out the destination on every single one. And I'm just like, no, how about just enjoy what you're you're doing now and just take it. It's that trust, isn't it? It's that trust. Yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah. How chaotic everything is, I'll be all right. Yeah. And whatever decision I make in this moment is the best decision that I could have possibly made right. in yeah. this moment, like based on who I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. If I was someone different, maybe I would have made a different decision, but based on who I am right now, I'm yeah. going to make this decision mm. and come what may. The maddest thing is, like the other day, I was in a therapy session and I sat down and I was like, don't you think it's so mad that I would trust other people rather than trust in myself? Yeah. Mm. And that is really mad to me so like working on that and being able to trust my choices my decisions my body because obviously I suffer so badly with health anxiety and anxiety yeah. in general it's just like raw no I've been really putting my life in other things hands other things other people's hands and other situations and stuff so yeah that one but I think that that's interesting that you say that because it's like it's um I've talked about my nose I've talked about it on a podcast before about ego right and how like for us our ego doesn't want to die so um so it would prefer to not be present because if we're in the present moment then there is no need for it because we're very very present and then that's when like our spirit like our god self is right here because we're more tuned into the element or the energy of the observer and that's our god self you know the kind of you that's watching something happening yeah yeah Yeah. um but ego comes in it's like well let's think about next week no 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 don't be present right now Mm -hmm. let's think about remember what when like what happened four years ago let's think about that yeah because the ego needs a reason to be the ego um, ego needs for you to fear something right so when you were talking about like health anxiety and wanting to be in a past wanting to be in a future giving other people kind of like autonomy over life your Mm -hmm. life that's ego right yeah ego's like well let's give it to everybody else because if this shit fucks up we can blame them. Yeah. And then we can be like, look, the world was never safe anyway. And that's why you need me ego here to remind you that the world was never safe anyway. And then we get to that point where we're just like, okay, the world is a bit mad. Very (laughs) mad in fact, Mm. but I trust that I'm divinely protected and I'm going to figure this out and I'm taking ownership over my life and whatever happens, at least I said that I did it. 
Like, yeah, 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 no, yeah. It's, it's cool. How is it for you, Audrey? Your proper contemplating. I know, like, proper. <laughs> the thing is, the tarot always drags me every single week. Like, all the decks, they, they all speak to me in different ways. Mm. But I definitely, what I took from it was the burning building thing. Yes. Because it's like, this destruction has happened. And, like, I'm, you're very aware of it. Yeah. And it's just kind of like taking the good and, and leaving the bad. And just like, because I'm someone that's really good at compartmentalizing. Yes. Like, I'm so amazing at it. Like, I can be going through, the world could be upside down. No one will know. Yeah. I'll just park it over here and I can concentrate and I can be in this line of thought. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So when you mentioned that, I was like, rah, like, that's actually so true. And it's like, you know, things can happen. And you have, you have dealt with it. Yeah. But you're still mm-hmm. choosing to be in that place. Like, yes. It's the most bizarre thing. It's like... You, I don't know. I'm trying to say it without saying it because I don't yeah, want to spill yeah. my own tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it resonated with me. That's what I was yeah. <laughs> there's a chapter in the book. But I think that that is a point. I think that sometimes we do dwell in that place. And, and I've said it on the podcast before, even with the childhood of like sexual abuse and stuff, you dwell in that place um, until you find a, somewhere safe for you to work through. And I think it's a lifelong thing as well. Something can happen very random. Could he be like a business thing Mm -hmm. and then something else is triggered Mm. in your mind um and you start breaking it down it's like rah i'm still coming back to this Mm. point so i think that you know the whatever happens the destruction stays where it stays and then we kind of move on but Mm. we with that energy we still kind of come back to it but it's trusting ourselves enough to be like i'll be i can be happy again and even if other things happen down the line because that's what life is life is so chaotic Mm. I, I will be fine then too. And then, you know, I'll keep moving. But more than likely, we only move towards abundance. We only move towards mm, grace. Mm, like we only move yeah. towards like mercy. So um, everything will be fine in the end. And if it's not fine, then it's not the it's end. Not the end. Yeah. yeah. It's not the Hon- end, honestly, there was a book that I was reading by Karen Allen and it's called Broken Into Beautiful Pieces. And she was literally saying that. She was like, trust in God like if it's not good it is not the end and yeah. she was like using your brokenness in useful ways so like um useful ways of um using your brokenness is like learning from it growing from it not making the same mistakes taking the lessons and then useless brokenness is staying in that yeah mm-hmm. staying in that sorrow forever not learning from it not growing from it and then becoming like oh my god this is my life because of this and like no you gotta get up and sometimes realize that it's not gonna be like this forever like it's just life and the moment you accept that yeah it makes your life so much easier. And sometimes people find identity in sorrow, innit? Sometimes it's comfortable yeah, yeah, because you know who you yeah, are. Yeah, like, yeah, I used yeah. to be one of them people, like, I know who I am when I'm angry. Like, yeah, when I'm yeah, pissed yeah, off, yeah. suddenly, yeah. Ooh, my personality, I know who I am. But who are you outside of that? Because actually, we're ever-changing. And that's scary to know mm-hmm. that you're not you're not fixed to a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but sorrow is fixed. Yeah. yeah. So, I can cower in sorrow and grief because at least I know this is familiar to me. Everything else, like happiness, joy, what the peace, that looks yeah. very mad. That looks yeah. very, very mad over there. Because it almost seems as though with sorrow and stuff, it can't get any worse. Yes. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're capped. Whereas with happiness, it's like, oh my God, like there's always a fear of it being taken away from yeah. you. So I feel like you can't revel in it. Whereas sadness, you can revel in it because it's like, I'm at my can't lowest point. Yeah. How sad yeah. can I be? Yeah. It's easier to revel in it as opposed to joy. Yeah, and so yeah, it's, it's, it's a... It's a lot. Um, lot. So before we go to share your magnificence then, um, I will just uh, big up our show sponsor this week who are BetterHelp. Just as we've been talking about, if there's anything interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, um, just we've literally just been discussing that, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. 
It's not self-help. It's professional counselling done securely online. Um, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with everybody looking in your eyeballs. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if you need to. So start living a better, happier life today with BetterHelp. Visit their website and and read the testimonials there if you want to. Um, It's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind and join join the over 1 million people who are taking that step and trying to figure shit out. Um, So many people are using it that they've now got even more counsellors and they're looking for more counsellors. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash your mind mind to go and get your life. All right. So now on to share your magnificence. I know that you are the queens of solving dilemmas. <laughs> so we have, try. So we have um um a uh, message this week from a non-binary babe and it's 4 minutes long although I've told them to keep it to 1 minute. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's literally just doing what they like. They're doing what they like. So I'm going to play it and hopefully we can hear it and we'll um see what we can do. Let's see if it comes through. I'll just turn this on. Hi, Kalechi. Here we are. Yeah. Um, I guess I could say this is for share your magnificence, but really I'm asking for advice, and I hope you don't mind. So a little while ago, I wrote into the podcast, and I, I opened myself up, and I told you and everybody listening that I was an actor and a writer and a director, and I had been going through some pretty great stuff, Um, but that I had uh, prevented myself from developing these talents uh, because I was afraid. Um, Well, I want to tell you some stuff. So uh, a little while ago, it might have been on the Patreon, you did a tarot reading. And uh, it was it was pretty funny because, well, guess what? I got laid off from my job that I hated and I wasn't going to quit. Uh, and that gives me an opportunity. Now is the time for me to do this acting and writing and directing I say I want to do. Um, and I don't know where to start because, to be frank, I'm quite socially isolated. Um, and really, I don't fit. I don't fit into society. Uh, I don't fit where I am in the States. I don't fit with my family or any institution of higher learning. I don't fit in school. And, And to be frank, capitalism has no use for me. I'm trash to capitalism. I've always known this and, and I've come to terms with it. Uh, this year I have, I'm useless because, because I don't work well within the system. Now, I can lean on a lot of privileges that others can't. I'm white, and I'm middle class, uh, and I can even pass as male because I've been socialized that way, and, well, I've got the anatomy. Um, But, um, well, gee, (laughs) I need to pursue this acting and writing and directing in a way that really reaches 
as many people as possible. I've always dreamed it. And of course, when I was a, a traumatized younger person than I am now, um, I also got caught up in, you know, fantasies of fame and wealth. But really the desire be- behind that is a an authentic one, a desire to express who I am to as many people as possible to contribute to a great spiritual awakening. Now, when I re- when I go to work on these these skills, I find that if when I'm not with people that I love and who really are are on your level, when I don't have that, I burn out instantly. Uh, it's like I need a vessel uh, to put my energies into because I have a sun's worth within my body, but without a vessel and without other people to corroborate that, there's no use. But I don't fit within institutions of higher learning. So here's where my question lies. I'm wondering if you have any advice on what I should do. Thank you very much. I love you very much. And I also love you, everyone who's listening, if you do play this. Thank you very much. We love you too. Um, so <laughs> They have an amazing podcast voice. Right? That is like the sensational American podcast voice to a T. Oh my God, they have an amazing voice. Oh, their voice was really soothing. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. okay. You're just a babe, just a babe. I'm obsessed with people that pause when they talk. That right? Time. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I see someone that's chasing yeah. me. Like, oh, why do I do that? Like yeah. I'm like, on running on a timer. Like, yeah, someone's chasing me. Yeah. Or something yeah. hot. It's like, oh, 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 oh. And then I was doing what I mean. What, what did you say? <laughs> what did you just say, son? Because <laughs> if you just slow down, you can hear your words out. People understand what you're talking about. As if I'm fighting. All the time. That slightly made me sad, though, that they thought that that they see themselves in that way. That where, they don't fit into Yeah, because that must be really, really daunting. And I feel like it's lonely, but also quite powerful. Yes. Mm. But powerful when you feel able and that confidence to come out and do something. I think they do. I think they do. This, like, yeah, they do. Yeah. they do. They yeah. do. I think there was a massive power to be like, yeah, I don't fit in here. Yeah. Because for the longest time you find a lot in your life, you're trying to fit in somewhere. You're mm. trying to be like, if it's not this box, it's this box, it's this box, it's this box, sorry. Mm. There was something to be like, actually, no. Right. None of the tick boxes fit me. I am this person. I am this entity of my own. And I think mm. that is the start of really going there, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like whenever I've actually been like, I've forced movement. Yeah. It's yeah. when I've been like, I am this. Yeah. This, 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 this doesn't fit into right. me. And I'm the kind of person that when I was younger, I tried to fit into different groups. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I was a baddie, maybe if yeah. I was this member, that's just telling this is what you are. And that's yeah. been when I found success. Yeah. Right. When I haven't been like, you're just a writer. You just write about beauty. No, you can fit into, you can fit mm. into all of these boxes. Mm. So I think this person has, I think they know exactly who the fuck they are. Yeah. And I think it's just time to kind of like use that to push you forward. Right. I understand the need to feel like I need other people around me unless I can't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, you can. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know how to explain. You don't necessarily need people around you. I understand it's important to feel seen. Yes. Yeah, and I think as well, um, the power and the beauty, um, for this person is the fact that they could be opening up the door for so many other people that, that they yeah, don't even yeah. know that yeah, they're doing, yeah, or yeah. that they they do know that they're doing, but they're 
they've just been afraid to do it and yeah. you do not know how many yeah. people would relate to you and that would be so grateful and mm-hmm. thankful for the fact that you were so brave to go ahead and do that yeah, yeah. and I think actually just to tie a nice bow on what the girls have said I think that will help you to find these people yes. Yes. Do you know what I mean Because I think yeah. there is a power In recognising something About yourself That maybe Because I feel like You've you've patterned You've got the life cheat code Because a lot of us are, Do we spend yeah. Most yeah. of our time Trying to fit into boxes Most of us yeah. don't actually Know who we are You yeah. Yeah. sound like You know who you are And I feel like Once you recognise that And you hold on to that Like yeah Of course like You can inspire other people But that might bring Other people to you as well That yeah. might be like Do you know what Me too Like I, I, I thought I was the only person And then that can like Ignite friendships And stuff like that And I definitely think that you should go for what you want to go for yes. like in terms of acting like 100 percent do it because maybe you can channel all of this sort of misplaced energy mm. into that and into your art do you know what i mean and once again you never know how it's going to resonate with with people but yeah the power is with, within you which is like the message of the tarot as yeah, well right yeah. um yeah. so it all goes hand in hand so yeah i think just do what you want to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> ultimately no it's true um mm. i i th- that resonates with me definitely everything that you've all said um non-binary babe erica um exactly what these wonderful women have just told you it's that like write your thing like the only way that Mm. you can act right and direct is to start acting writing and directing right? right and you can start in small ways tiktok is right there yeah if you just start making because i Absolute superstars have been discovered off things Super like, like, off, off things like TikTok, YouTube. Write something very small. Like if we're talking about like really, really practical steps, write something very, very small that you perform and put it out there on somewhere like TikTok and you'll find, just like Audrey said, your people will find yeah. you. But yeah. first, you have to be able to put that signal out there that like, here I am, yeah. here I am. And your content will resonate with the people who it's meant for. Mm-hmm. And they'll come to it like, Honestly, when I was, was like, oh, I'm going to start this podcast and I'm basically going to talk about like um, current affairs and there's going to be tarot, it wouldn't have made sense to anybody when I was explaining what it is that I wanted to do. So I didn't explain because I just knew that it wasn't out there already mm. and I just had to do it and it wasn't going to fit neatly into anything and it still doesn't fit neatly yeah. into anything. Like when you try and find a category for mm. it, I can't put it yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time that really, really frustrated me because I was just like, but surely there has to be a category that this fits into. Can't fit into current affairs. Can't really fit into comedy. Can't really fit into religion and spirituality, although that's where it sort of is now. Um, and then I just had to be okay with the fact that it is what it is. Yeah. And sure enough, people found it regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's lonely when you feel like, oh, you know, I don't know how this is going to work. And I haven't found people that get me because that um, energy or that kind of feeling of burnout totally relates to it. When you're mm. in a room of people and you're like, I don't. Yeah, none, yeah like, none of you get it. And, mm, and that's not because I think like, I'm better than anyone. Yeah. yeah. We're just Different. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually, my oh my God, we're gonna have to even pause in a bit. Um, but eventually you find your people, like you, you, you definitely yeah, find yeah. your people. So two slaps on your chest, non-binary baby. My non-binary baby, um, two slaps on your chest for being magnificent. And literally all you've got to do is just start the thing. Yeah. Use TikTok, use um reels, whatever you want. Just start creating something small, small, small and watch. Mm-hmm. Watch how your abundance will start finding you in terms of friends, in terms of opportunities. And that's what we want for you. So that's um 
that part of Show Your Magnificence and then we come to the book. So what I've done mm-hmm. with your wonderful book is just selected pieces and selected um, ba- um, places that I just thought like, let's pick up on there and um, get you in the hot seat. Oh, and, oh. Uh, and um and discuss it because you know I think that what what you've done so well with the um, receipts podcast over the years is that we've very much been able to see your personalities as yeah. individuals and this book accentuates that like we're getting to see all of you mm. as um individuals so I wanted to speak to you as individuals mm-hmm. so start with you Audrey mm. um this bit I chose here are two bits actually uh, I lost my virginity a little later than most people at the age of 18 and it was with um, a much older man. Looking back, I was probably groomed, but I didn't realise it at the time. He was someone I grew up with on um, on the estate. Mm-hmm. He had moved away and I lived um, and lived on his own, but would come back to see his mum most weekends. Like a typical lusty teenager, I'd obsessed over him for years and he knew it. I'd accidentally on purpose walked past his house when he was doing work on his car and he'd engage with me every time. Eventually, we exchanged numbers and he texted me every time he was in the area. Then one day, I got the wanna link text and I lost my shit. I put on the Tammy girl jeans um, and my MFC UK t-shirt. I went to meet him. He took me to his house and I lost my virginity to him. I think deep down, I knew it would happen that day. I felt ready and it was with someone I really fancied. It didn't feel good at all it was just her and I bled so much he dropped me home and I was convinced of two things that my mum knew and that I was pregnant neither Mm. were true thankfully Mm. but I just again I just I have to take a moment and say like as people who are like age mates I think it's fucking incredible Mm. that how you vulnerable you are on a podcast like everyone's vulnerable but you Mm. talk in a way that um I just think it's interesting because you're just like fuck it it's just mm. that energy of fuck it. Yeah. And, and because you're so like, fuck it, there are other women who have gone uni around the same time, grown up around the same time, that you're giving so much liberation to, just like um, Erica's voice note, they're reala- realising that they're not alone. Mm. And for you to share something like this, what kind of inspired you to be like, well, I'm going to put it in. I mean, I know you've already talked about it on the podcast, mm. but that was in a more... I think like with podcasts, you could talk about things. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. But yeah. like, then you 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 immortalize something in a book. Yeah. How was that for you? Um, it was it was definitely I definitely think there is a difference between saying things and writing things down. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so many things I've said on here that could just be passing comments or mm. do you know what I mean? You don't really stop and take them in because it's a conversation. Yeah. You move on to the next thing. Whereas with the book, actually, like you kind of have to when you're writing, you really do have to like stop and think, like. You know, but I think that's why I do it. Do you know what I mean? I love being an open book, like genuinely. That's how I've always been. Even just around people I first meet, I can't help it. Like I just, I don't know. I just don't have a problem with it. Like I have no issues being vulnerable. Um, I have no issues like sharing things about my life because it's my truth Yeah. at the end of the day. And I feel like Mm. no one can take that away from me. It is what it is. It happened. It's my version of events. And yeah, I just think that if you're going to do something, you kind of have to do it properly. And I think that with us and like the whole premise of the podcast, it was about authenticity. It was about honesty. And I think that if we, if I wasn't going to do that and give myself fully, then I wouldn't want to do it at all. Do you know what I mean? So the same thing can be said for the book. And just what you were saying about people, like our age mates and stuff, I get that so often. And that kind of like, kind of spurs me on a little bit because even just yesterday I was out and two, two black women approached me and they were like, love the book I finished it already it's so good like they were put and they were like oh you know like you really speak for us and I think that like I say often I think I'm part of a generation which is quite strange because we're not we don't feel grown on paper 
we're grown. Yeah. 35. Yeah. Yeah. You're a big, big woman. Big woman. Big woman. Big woman. Big woman. But you yes. don't necessarily feel it. Like you still feel young at heart. You still feel like you can do what the kids do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think it is a weird space. So I think that my representation is important for that group of people because we're not really seen yeah. really, especially black women. So yeah, so I have no issues like being vulnerable just because it's like my personality anyway. And then add to the fact that it's helping people. Like, oh my gosh, mm. let's, let's go. But do you feel like the more the more known that you're becoming, mm. it's getting harder to be as vulnerable. Yeah. Because people are holding on to the things that you say and they're mm-hmm. not taking it as like, you know, like Gemma Collins can say something, right? As yeah. a white woman, she can just say, I mean, not that she doesn't get, um, you know, backlash or whatever, but she can just say stuff and because they're white women, they can just talk. Mm. But then you say something yeah. as a 35-year-old black woman yeah. of West African descent mm-hmm. and then it's just like, well, why do you think that it was okay to say that? Yeah, like When definitely. you said that you weed yourself from a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I was dying. Yeah. When I tell you I was dying, like, I was, I was just like, yeah. I get it. I really did. But, you know, like, but then you're just, it's out in the world. Yeah, definitely. I think that black women are held to a different standard. Absolutely. Like we can't, we don't necessarily have that luxury, but I feel like part of why all of us are doing what we're doing was we're helping break those stereotypes down. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think that is why it's kind of important to lead in that way. Like I can't think of that. Like obviously it is the more visible you become, the harder it is to give as much because I feel like the scrutiny is harder. But at the same time, someone has to go through it to make it easier, to make it normal. Do you know what I mean? If someone doesn't do it first, it never becomes normal. And I'm not even saying that that's my logic because I honestly, I'm just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's only after the fact that you can look back and think, oh, well, actually, yeah, you might deal with this level of like visceral or whatever, but it does make it worth it mm. in the end. But again, I wasn't thinking, I'm not thinking that when I'm doing it, yeah. I'm just talking and it's kind of like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But a hundred percent. But I feel like for me, when it comes back to the podcast, I feel like this is my thing. Like the book is like my thing. Yeah. If you want to know what I'm thinking, you can come to my space. Yes. I'm more yeah. conscious about what I say in other people's spaces yes. because mm. you don't have control over that. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But over here, if I say something crazy, I can correct myself on my own platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Or I can fix it or I've explained it deep on a deeper level in the book. Yeah. And I feel like the people that want to know the truth and the people that actually genuinely give a shit will go to those places. Everybody else should just have to block it out because they're committed to hating you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one um, of your other bits that um, I wanted to pick up on mm. was um, just soon after that, you said initially I had a fear of talking about sex so much on the podcast because women get so um, judged so harshly and are immediately labelled if they do so. But when you don't let labels define you, it can it can't offend you, especially when you've done the work to unlearn so many patriarchal tropes about sex. In turn, we found that we've actually helped a lot of women um, to also be open about what they want and um, don't want in the bedroom. It's okay to masturbate. It's okay to not. It's okay to watch porn within reason. And it's definitely okay to enjoy sex. I've talked about the hoe phase so many times, and this can be misconstrued as advocating for promiscuity, but it really isn't. The whole phase for one person might be dating and getting to know a number of people mm. or a number of men or women simultaneously. And for another person, it might be a casual sex with no strings attached as a way to get to know yourself and your body. As long as you're honest and safe, it's your body and your choice. Um, However, what I would say is that before you embark on your hoe phase, you should know yourself and your boundaries with sex. You should, um, with sex, I think women can be shamed either way because I've also seen modesty shaming. Everything boils down to knowing yourself and it's definitely okay to feel that the sexual liberation movement isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that that's what you've kind of covered already with yeah. what we've been talking about. And I just, I feel like it's amazing. I think that you've done great work for that. And I know mm-hmm. you often say that you don't feel like an, like an Aries, but that's a very Aries thing to do. <laughs> really? <laughs> to forge ahead and yeah. to be like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah, going to yeah. do what I haven't seen done before yeah. and see how it works out. Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. I've got, I go with the wind kind of person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I try not to like, I just do things. I really just <laughs> do things. Yeah. See what happens. Like, I just, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just yeah. be doing things and just be talking. Queen of the Von Dutch hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and joins the lives. I love when Tolly's on and she's like, get the get fuck off. off. <laughs> get off. Get off. Hour two. Hour two. Can't enjoy it again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can't enjoy it again. Please, no. Wait till you cuss me. Tolly, go away. Trust me. I need to protect her. I will be spilling my own tea on there, especially when I'm drinking on there. Oh my god, it's so bad. When I see like um, Audrey's, I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's what I'm doing tonight. You can feed yourself. Um, Tolly, hello. All right, so this bit because you've 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 done so much, and we we know you to be someone of so so many interests and talents, right? And on the podcast, you very much come across as like. I'm, I'm, this is what we're this doing is, guys yeah, 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 yeah. This is what we're doing guys And you've mentioned often about not having that space I guess to be vulnerable but talking about it through therapy So I think it's amazing here That one of the biggest things that um, I feel like has happened to mm. you Was one of the things that um, you, that you touch on here where you say um, My dad's death changed my relationship with my siblings It was after his death That I was able to tell my brother I loved him And felt wa- felt warmth run through my body When he said it back The language in my family has changed And conversations now end with love you We all have a longing to be around each other To live a life that makes each other feel good We feel like a team now Um, I feel like that was a lot for you mm. As somebody that doesn't let people in on much at all, and and I think that we're very similar in that way. Like I'll give you the five percent that I've, I'm giving you now, yeah. but in terms of my personal life, you can fuck right off. Absolutely, you're not, getting, you're not having that. So is there a shift happening for you? And I'm noticing the books that you're reading in here that you've mentioned as well, mm. and then Lil Sims re- recommended yeah. books all about love. Are you finding that these things, the bo- the books that you're taking on, and the and the I guess experiences and languages and things that you're taking on is shifting how you relate to yourself as well as therapy, shifting how you relate to yourself, but also shifting how you relate to others. Yeah, I used to pride myself. I still kind of do in that, like, I will give you a 20 and in your mind, you got 100% of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, as mm-hmm. I told it, it's such a way that you're like, yeah, I know her, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fully know Tagali. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. told me everything. And I just, like, that's a young 20%. I'm yeah. very, like, guarded with myself. And for the longest time, that was my way of keeping me safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my safety is of utmost importance. Yes. Yeah. And this is not even a physical thing or someone can physically hurt me or anything yeah. like that. But so as I'll in like, yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. safety, my space, what I, like, it's just kind of been like, it's felt like it's only been my job to protect it. Mm. I've never felt like anybody else felt needed to protect it. Yeah. So because of that, I'm like, I, I'm very, I'm very, I can be very guarded. Yeah. I'm like, but people think I'm vulnerable. It's great. But I can yeah. be very, very guarded. <laughs> I can be like, mm. okay, no, like I just have to keep safe. Yeah. yeah. And um, I find that, and this, every time I say this, I feel like I am talking badly about the people that love me. And I'm not. But until recently, nobody has made me feel like it's their job to look after me. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I go out of my way to make people feel like yeah. I'm here to look after you. And it's not their fault. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's how I, 
I, I do the whole, I don't need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So of course they can't look after yeah. me. And even like one of my favorite relationships in the world, and I love this guy to bits, is that like he looks after me, but I find it so difficult because I'm like, let me help you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 you yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me like, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm a useless friend to him because there's nothing I can really do because yeah. he just doesn't allow it. And he just kind of like, every other relationship feels transactional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not like I do it because then they'll love me back or whatever, like, or even friendships, it's just like, it's just how it works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you have to do things for people. You have to look after people. So again, in the sense of that, I look after me. I keep me safe. Yeah. I do all these things for me. I don't let anyone in. So even like, I'm like you, you niggas ain't it. Honestly, banks and then I say niggas. I mean, uh, it's non-gender specific. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not yeah, it, sort yeah. of thing. Like the internet is not a safe space, and often I find that sometimes the podcast is not a safe space. Yeah. Mm. So I'm like, there are no safe spaces apart from what's within me. So I'm going to keep that. So with the book, I was just like, you're carrying a lot to learn, you know. Yeah. Mm. You can reintroduce people to yourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't even a reintroduction to, to, it was kind of like a cry for my help for people around me. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm reintroducing myself as someone that needs you lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, look after me. Like, let me feel like I can also leave things to you guys as well. Mm. Because you don't, you didn't go for the archetype of the youngest child because you're the eldest, right? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't go for the archetype of the no. youngest. You almost went for the archetype of the eldest, it's, like, it's, which is what yeah. I, um, you know, where I've been. And and I think that what I enjoy so much about your podcast is because I relate to all of you, each of you in very different ways. Mm-mm-mm. And that energy of like, not having protection and, and needing to be the one that goes out to be the protector. Yeah. It's like, mm. well, actually... They are transactional because I subconsciously, if I protect you lot enough, maybe one day somebody will come to and me. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. But what happens when nobody is fucking yeah. coming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When nobody's coming to save yep. you? What now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I lived like that, even when I talk about my dad's death, it never felt like mine. I'll be honest. Like yeah. it, it was never felt like my grief. Like I said in the previous episode, I was like, I was so sad for my sister. I was like, shit, she lost mm-hmm. her yeah. dad. She yeah. must be so sad. And then when I told my mum, I was like, oh my god, my mum's lost. That was her husband at one mm, point. Yeah. She must be so sad. And again, when I remember, like, my dad's got a best friend that I've known my whole life. And he messaged me and I was like, fuck, he's lost his best friend. Mm, yeah. There was no time when I was like, I didn't know you've lost mm, your dad. Yeah. Everything else was, I could only feel that grief by feeling sorry for everyone else. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my poor brother. Like, I know he's like, my nieces and nephews, they've lost their yeah. granddad. It was never yeah. felt like... Wait, darling, you've lost your dad. Mm-hmm. But it's that way of empathizing with people um, or empath- um, feeling your feelings, but trying to feel it through other people. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And everyone knows that I probably had, out of all of us, the worst relationship with my dad. So no one, even at that point, asked if I was okay. Right. right. But then because I of course you are. You didn't you're not even that bothered. Yeah, you're not, yeah. You wrote yeah. your, the monologue. And mm. that's when I knew. And I remember calling you and saying to you, like, you've described this person when you sent me their um the character profile yeah. and you want me to do this a monologue which i think is amazing and i'm waiting for it to be a play um <laughs> but you sent me this monologue and um you said describe the um a, uh, the character is ditzy why mm-hmm. and i was just like well i don't think she is because instantly i recognized that that character is still part of you yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. and so let's do her justice by yeah. um, acknowledging that she 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 does have that strength to her and, mm-hmm. that, and that grit to her yeah. and but she's still going to feel these things that are very complex yeah. mm. to feel right and 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 I think that because you'd written that before your dad passed away, yeah. you were already trying to work through absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. In a way that no one else was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like I recently, like it was Father's Day recently, isn't it? Mm. And I was like, wow, no one's checked on me. Wow. I thought that's mad. And eventually two people did. And I was just like, do you not think I hated him? <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> like, mm. like, 
Mm. <laughs> oh, but do you not just think I'm having like a funky time right now? Yeah, yeah. sort of thing. And again, it is maybe it's down to me having to reintroduce myself to people that, yo, mm. I'm going through it, you know? And because yeah. I've never been that person. Yeah. Like mm. even people like, sorry, but that's like, cool. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like that straight away. I'm very like, man, 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 I'm fine. Like even something happened recently in Orchard that I come and I was like, no, it's cool. Because yeah. I, I also battled being a victim. And, you've, and that's why I want to touch on. That is it. Hate it. And, and, and I think that you mentioned, you talked about it more prior to from, I don't know, when you started therapy. Yeah. But you definitely talked about it more before therapy or before you started mentioning therapy mm. more about not liking that idea of being a victim. Um, Just not liking that idea of like, woe is me, like the world is beating yeah. me up. Mm. Like you motherfuckers aren't going to beat <laughs> yeah. me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But at the same time, acknowledging that some shit has really happened. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... How do you find that you hold space for yourself with those two truths? Some shit has really happened. You didn't get all of the love that you deserved. You didn't get the yeah. protection that you deserved mm-hmm. as a child and 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 as a as a big black yeah. woman. You, mm-hmm. do, you know, like growing up in uh, all of us are big big women, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Not not getting the protection that we deserved, but still not wanting to be victim. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's best when you start thinking I can do big bad by myself. Mm. Like it's cool in it. Like it's I'll be alright in it. Like I was the short vice to go in school. Yeah. I was all of those tribes. I did it all. Like yeah. cool. I'll be big bad by myself. Yeah. If you, I'm gonna convince myself that I don't need it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like no one can actually feel sorry for me because to be felt sorry for is for me to sit in the sadness and to realize what's happened. Yeah. Mm. And I I I hate what comes with being felt sorry for. Because mm. everyone's tender around you for ages. Mm. But you and deserve the yeah, tenderness. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really weird. And I want it. And I you want, want the tenderness. Yeah. Oh. I was just about but, yeah, to say I'm that. Like, you need oh, it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. And it's because it's like, okay, be tender today. But tomorrow, don't I treat me like I'm, I can break. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's cool. I'm fine. I'll be okay sort of thing. And yeah, man, I've just always learned to like, all right, Tani. <clears throat> yeah. Like... Come on, babe. Yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, like I, I self-talk a lot. I self, I tell myself off a lot. Yeah. And often the voice that tells myself off is, is in Yoruba. So mm. I know that's my mum. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not me. Likewise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The voice yeah. that when I tell myself off, I will call myself my full name. Yeah. Like, you might have like, come on, I'm not telling anyone. Like, yeah. as in like straight, I tell yeah. myself, I have a self-narrative. But that is always telling me off. Yeah. Or like planning things and seeing how badly things can go it's yeah. filled with fear it's filled yeah. with shame it tells me off a, a lot and you when you're talking about your past self i have this interesting thing where i feel like my past self let me down yeah okay. i feel like i said i'm angry at that past self often yeah. like oh, if you didn't fucking stick around so long mm-hmm. if right, you didn't do this right. so long do you know what i mean like things would have moved different in your life right now yeah. sort of thing so yeah there's a whole journey in like allowing myself to feel tender and that's why i have this really strong like men do this and women do yeah. this because mm. I want to I be about someone yeah. yeah, that, that allows me to be yeah. tender. Mm-mm. Because yeah. I can do it. Yeah. I can I can be big and bad for both of us. Yeah. But just allow me to be tender here. But like allow me. That's yeah. what it is, just allow me. Mm. But then it's like when you're going through those dating stages, you you're not gonna be tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one wants to fight. Yeah. This one wants to fight. Yeah. So I, don't know, I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna do this. But I think that that's interesting when we talk about the past selves and like and I think that that's why that card was so perfect when it says like, you've got to embrace even that part yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. made the decisions that they made and stayed for maybe longer than you would have stayed yeah, now. Right, but right. then, um, and I think, uh, you know, I talked about it on a podcast a few episodes ago, maybe ages ago, about the fact that we've got to thank our past selves because mm. if they hadn't held on, we literally would not have been here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. of, of all the decisions that we may have like been like, well, I wouldn't fucking do that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could have made 
made some even worse decisions. Yeah. That would, that it's literally very, very mean true. that you do not actually exist now. Right yeah. now, yeah, that is very, right. Very true. But uh, upon all the heartbreak, heartbreak, I want to die, I want to die, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they still held on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they still went to that job interview. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. upon heartbreak, they still went to that yeah. job interview. They still we went did and did then. all of them mm-hmm. things. And, and yet here you are. And if the past self hadn't done that, like they you wouldn't have the wealth of... Um, Information now, data yeah, that we yeah. have now to process and to be where you are. And so I often try to do this thing where I go into different timelines. Um, it's very woo-woo, but I go into mm. different timelines and I thank those different parts of me. Yeah. The same mm-hmm. way that I'm gonna reach out to my future self and say, Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Because I know that you're we're living lavish right now. I'm not mm. quite there. <laughs> like, thank you. Way. So if you can send me some help back, I'd yeah, greatly yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> like send me that idea that gets us there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, so, and and meanwhile, past self that did all of the things like big up yourself too because you know we did what we needed to do to get where we are. Yeah. Um. And then okay, Milena. I'm interested. Um, <laughs> my mum came over from Colombia when and with my auntie Mia in the 90s, already pregnant with me at 22. She didn't know the language and had no money. She was only meant to stay for six months, but she eventually overstayed her welcome and spent many years in, as an illegal immigrant. This led to her moving out of my Tia's home and leaving me with her. This was the best thing to do in her mind as if she ever got caught. Um, at least I had some stability with my living arrangements. I only discovered this a couple of years back. And for a very long time, I felt like she had abandoned me just like my dad. I remember in a therapy session where I spoke about this particular part of my life and my therapist says, when your mom left you and your dad left you, it was easier for you to blame yourself and think you weren't enough that, um, than um, it was to paint them in a negative light. I was like, well, damn girl, okay. You really wanted to fight me today, innit? Mm-hmm. But it was true. Throughout my life, I had major attachment issues with friends, partners, and just anybody who came into my life. I always felt at some point that they would just up and leave me. And that was incredibly hard to unlearn. I love my mum, I do. But our turbulent relationship is extreme. We are either so sweet with each other or literally screaming at one another. It is draining. Many people from traditional households can probably relate to this, but my mum doesn't like taking accountability and that res- that response can feel like there's no point in having the conversation. So all the feelings stay pent up inside. This can be especially damaging when the buildup of emotions turn into resentment and anger, leading to a toxic or distant relationship. Sometimes I do feel bad about the way our relationship is and I always try to remind myself that she hasn't had it easy. How is that for you as a mum now? I'm thinking about, because you write that, but I, I I jump past that bit. You write that about now being a mum, you realise that there are some decisions that you have to make and it's yeah. not always the easy decision, but you would have thought, wow, I would never have done that. I would have never left my child. Yeah, I think it's so difficult because, do you know what? I've been in, in therapy for a whole year and I've only dabbled into me and my mum's relationship a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my therapist has left me to it, but... As of recently, she's like, no, we really need to focus on your mum. We really need to have these conversations because though we've touched on her a little bit, we haven't really gone into things in depth. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like because I know the kind of person that she is in terms of will not take accountability or will not listen to me. And there's always an excuse and there's always just something for me. There's like no point to even touch on it. Yeah. So... Me now as a mum, in my mind, I'm like, cool, there are things that you actually haven't taught me, but subconsciously you have because everything that I try to do with my daughter, Mm. 
is what you didn't do with me. Yeah. And I feel like that is such a harsh reality to to internalize because when you have that title, mum, yeah. how I feel about my mum shouldn't fall under that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So feeling let down, feeling disappointed, feeling like I wasn't listened to, feeling all of these things makes me feel guilty as fuck. Yeah. Mm. So I think when it comes down to Catalea, I was having a conversation, I was having a conversation with my therapist and she was like, what's one thing that you know that Catalea will always grow up knowing yeah. from you? And I was like, the the self-love that I instill into this little girl yeah. is everything mm. me and Catalea every single day I tell her tell me two things that you love about you mm-hmm. anytime she comes and shows me something that she's done I'll tell her it's amazing but I ask her what do you think yeah, yeah. because I never want her to seek validation from other people yeah tell me what you think about it if you love it that's enough mm. yeah and I said I know that little girl when she grows up she's gonna say to me my mum done that she done that yeah, the yeah, confidence yeah. that I ooze and that I I I express that I walk with is is from my mum yeah and it was something that my mum never done with me yeah but mm. then she didn't get the chance right but then like I said if you read the book and and if you've listened to the podcast and you understand my mum's story mm. how can somebody give love when she wasn't raised in a household with love the only person was my auntie yes. mm. she grew up in a house where they saw she was different yeah. my mom's afro latina yeah. do you know what i mean she grew up looking at her siblings her adoptive siblings completely different yeah they treated her like she was the runt of the litter yeah yeah my grandmother god rest her soul like i feel bad talking on her but she used to serve my mom food on the floor outside of her door because wow <laughs> So how can we show love when we haven't had an example right. of what that love is meant to look like? And and what is it like for you? Because you mentioned about the attachment um, to with friendships and relationships. I'm, I was so bad. Um, looking for your mum everywhere you go in relationships. Because that we do that. There is an element of us that looks for that thing that we don't feel like we had. Mm. We look for it in everywhere else. And so we add extra burden to relationships um, that that don't need it and can't survive with the weight of it. Yeah. I think I wasn't not only, I was not only looking for my mother, I was looking for my dad. Yeah. Mm. So I was looking for two people in, in relationships, in friendships. And it was a lot of pressure on people. Yeah. Like sometimes my friend would be like, one of my best friends, she'd be like, babe, just chill out. I've not spoken to you for one day, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but you haven't you haven't checked in on me. Yeah. Like you haven't said, how are you? Mm. Or I've told you I'm going through something. And sometimes I have to remember that everyone else has got their own life as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's really, really difficult, yeah. especially when you've got your younger self screaming yeah. for that protection, that love. And that one of just feeling wanted yeah. and needed in this life. Yeah. So, and I, do you know what? My mum came to the book launch and I, I was saw, really, yeah. <laughs> I was really nervous for her to come because I wanted to share that moment with her, but it wasn't until like a couple of hours before. No, that day actually that I was like, do you know what? Yeah, fuck it, just come then. Aww. And I was so happy that I'd done that because she was so proud of me. And the next day she was like, I tell you, I love you all the time, even though it might have been late, Mm. but I'm so proud of the woman that you are and the mother that you are. And I feel like there's a sense of guilt there from her as well, that she is too afraid to admit. Yeah, yeah. Which is why she doesn't like talking about things, why 
you know, she doesn't explain things to me and stuff like that. So I think that that was a real turning point for us, like taking her to that book launch and me feeling like, and even Audrey was like, oh my God, your mum, like, she's actually really nice. And I was like, yeah, she is, you know, like she is nice. And I'm like, I actually need to stop holding on to so much. In your own time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then also for you, considering the way that, and I think for all of us, really, considering the way that we birth our mothers, you know, Watson Shire has the um, uh, collection of poems where I'm um, teaching my mother how to give birth. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, your your parents birth their healing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what I feel mm-hmm. like this is something I had to learn with my mum, like... Um, for so long I held um, that kind of resentment. Yeah. Um, of, I've grown up with like my mum, right? But, uh, you know, I, I, lived, I was born in Nigeria. I came here when I was five and I came to meet her here and she was already pregnant with my brother. Yeah. And so I came into a whole new family dynamic and I yeah. always felt like the outsider in that new family dynamic. And then it's, um, even though I could see that she was like working, doing her things, doing these, that still in my mind allowed for the abuse to happen, right? And mm. so I wasn't protected. So I had to learn very, very fast how to protect myself. And so for years there's been that kind of um difference um or that but like that space between us and it's only when I started to kind of go on my journey of like really learning and spirituality and everything else that then I was finding my healing through my healing through my speaking out through doing the things that I was doing she was able to realize that she was able to do these things so then in a way I started considering the narrative of how sometimes we give birth to our healing and so even though like your mum you know, had to make the decisions that she made and had to go away. Like you are part of her healing and, mm. and actually being able to come to the book launch was amazing because yeah. she got to experience that. And like you say, like sometimes the grief can be, or the guilt can be so overwhelming that like, somebody needs to take time with that. Cause you don't know how it's going to knock her the fuck out mm-hmm. to have the process, just how she was not there. Mm-hmm. Cause that must be hard. Like me right. as a mum, now, if my daughter ever said to me, if Catalea was like, Oh, well mum, you wasn't there. And, no, that's why anytime I leave now, I make sh- make sure that I explain to her where I'm going. Because yeah. we mm. think that kids don't understand, but they do. Yeah. When we went on tour and we was away every weekend for two months, that was the hardest for me. Yeah. But I made sure that anytime I wasn't there, you know why I'm not there. And I'm yeah. not just up and leaving because and then you think that you've been abandoned. Yeah. And yeah, because that's just a continuation of the feelings that I had growing up. Yeah, that you want to, and you, we don't want to repeat that cycle. No. But yeah, that I'm I'm glad that I got to kind of chat with you all about that. So for those of you who are watching or listening, like go and get keep the receipts. Like I don't, I can't be reading you every single fucking thing. <laughs> no point. But I just wanted you to see like the depth and the 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 wealth of just feeling and emotion and and experience that's that's here that's in this book that that deserves to be explored i think that like we all need to be able to hold space for each other in that way mm-hmm. and here are three women sharing like parts of themselves that no other fuckers are sharing right so you i, I implore you to to get involved it's out already so go and get your copy and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, tweets about it and tweets about this episode and and what how you know how it resonated with you. We're gonna jump so you mad this week because we all got places to be, <laughs> and we're gonna jump to straw of the week because I think like mm. you've had like so much, like you've been given so much. So straw of the week, let's go. Who's oh, getting it? Who's not- getting it? I mean, who else? Who is England as a whole? Who else could be getting freaking straw of the week? I mean, like, what else could we possibly? say actually to start mm. with though i'm gonna play what you had to say because you lot weren't playing the moment 
The moment the racist abuse started, you lot started firing in your voice notes. So I played two of the voice notes that um that came in. Here we go. Let's see. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> here we go, here we go, here we go. Here's a math problem for you all. If three black football players miss penalties in the so-called match of the century, what does that equal to? You guessed it, racism. So let me take a sip of water to make sure I say this real it, yeah. smooth. Yeah. <clears throat> All of you racist-ass England fans can go and suck your mothers. And you know what you can suck <laughs> out with? That same red flare that some dotty bungle jammed in his cheesy backside <laughs> before the match. And I don't even want you to light up a new one. Go and get that same flare and pass it like a joint, yeah? Go suck out. Anyways, love you dearly, Kalechi. <laughs> you and your family well. <laughs> Boy, mm. and here we go. Here we go, here we go. Hey Kalachi, I hope things are good your end despite the well recent football news. I just want to say the people that are coming out, especially white people saying that that the the racism is just um, you know, they're not really fans and they're just idiots, need to suck up their mothers. (laughs) Yeah, and people still want to act like these things are separate from the systems that we have in place. Mm. The systems Mm -hmm. that benefit and reward this racist behaviour and ideology. So people, especially white people, but some black people as well, need to really stop acting like, oh, this is such a surprise. This has never happened before. It's been going on for years. Mm, if it didn't do shit during the decade of peace and brotherly love, then it ain't going to do shit now. And people need to fucking wake up and start calling out their <laughs> friends and families that come out with shit after the game as well. So they're just silently tapping on their phone in um, disapproval, <laughs> but not actually calling them out. Anyway, take care, Kletcher. <laughs> I, I love they, the change of I time. I love how they end with love. Fuck everybody. Anyway, Kletcher, I think you're beautiful. Have a I mean, who else could the straw of the week go out to if not the stupid, like, racist motherfuckers that claim to support England? And I and I feel like it's definitely something that needs to be explored. I know that they said that Boris Johnson and the FA or whoever have, um, have said that they don't approve, or UEFA, they don't approve of the behaviour oh, of those fans. But how the fuck did you expect it to come home, fam? How did they expect it to come home when you can't give back people's things? Start off there. Mm. Start off there. If you gave my things back, this curse would lift. <laughs> give everybody their things back and we can start there. And people are like, well, but Italy's also a colonizer. Okay, cool. I see your point. But how many countries outside of Italy speak Italian and how many countries outside of England speak English? So that just goes to show you the severity, the vastness of Britain's colonization in comparison to yeah. Italy's colonization. I'm not saying that Italy doesn't need to get batted up. Don't worry. The angels from Africa, the angels from Africa are going to go get them, <laughs> going to go and fucking get them as well. But what I'm focused on in this situation is what Britain has done to me and mine personally. Mm-hmm. Italy can will get their flogging on their own day. Exactly. But you can't be expecting to win when the black players are taking... Exactly. They're taking a knee and you're like, boo. Boo. They're literally like, here's my humanity. Guys, my humanity. People like me are dying. Dalian Atkinson, what he, you know, he got mm. killed by a police officer. There's so many reasons that these men are taking a knee and you are just vexed, but you still expect them to bang goals. 
Exactly. That when it should be, you're talk, talking about, oh, well, if you weren't taking the knee, you would have had time to focus on the sport. Well, you know what? Shut the fuck up. If they weren't having to figure out how to feed your fucking children, mm, yeah. that? right? Because your prime minister that you voted in, if they weren't focused on doing that, maybe they would have had enough energy to, to, to really do what they needed mm. to do. But I feel that that's bullshit anyway. I think they had the energy. They did what needed to be done and things just played out the way that they played out. Right. It's mad mm-hmm. though, isn't it? That the goalkeeper missed two goals, in it? You didn't see him. Yeah. Right, but you're not going the to go. Oh, of, course not, of course not. No. He's not getting there. He's a white it's Pickford. No. Right, Pickford. I mean, right, is, he's a yeah. British man. Right, yeah. he had all these opportunities to save the goals, and he didn't save two, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, but then these individuals only had one shot mm-hmm. to kick that ball yeah. into the goal, mm-hmm. and okay, three of them missed their individual mm-hmm. shots, but you let in two as one individual. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. It's, it's just it's just ridiculous. Not to mention that England has got this far because of the contribution that those players those have made. Players, right. And I just find it just I don't I don't think I'll ever get my head around it, to be completely honest. It's like, how do you even expect people to get into that headspace? Because before I'm about to take that penalty, I'm thinking I'm the, whole, known, the yeah. whole country is gonna hate me. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how can you even play that? How can you even go in like be in that position, relaxed to even to even Win knowing right. what's to right. come after the fact, yeah. and you motherfuckers, you show your ass continuously, yeah. like continuously. Yeah. Like, there's never been a day where it's been like, oh, actually, maybe they'll surprise us and they'll just say, do you know what? Well done, lad. You yeah. brought yeah. us this yeah. far. Yeah. No, you actually have to go the and take yeah. the furthest yeah. you have ever. actually gone. Literally, and it's like instead of you to kiss their asses and say thank you, this is what you're, this is what you're actually doing, and this is what I was saying before. I just feel like. They, you can't. People are committed to hating you. There's nothing you can do about it yeah. because yeah. even if those those goals went in, those people that are going out of their way to say the disgusting things they're saying, they would find another angle. Yes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because ultimately, it's jealousy that is killing these people. It's yeah. jealousy that they don't have these skills and blah blah blah. So, you know, the racism is inevitable, really, and it's just. It's just a shame. And that's why like, I just tried to just be disconnected from it because I knew this was coming. Wait, so then I'll bang them goals in mm. and I'll win for you. I'll win the final. Yeah. The thing will come home. Yeah. The three yeah. Lions will be on the shirt yeah. and they'll be doing soup, soup, soup. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put a white footballer oh, on, course, the on the front page. Yeah. 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 Oh, course, on the front page. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Home. That's right. all they'll do. That is all they'll do. That's all they'll do. Thanks to Shaw's score in the first two minutes. He passed the ball 30 minutes ago. He brought the momentum. He brought the momentum. It wasn't all of you lot that had to score the penalties it was sure that brought them immensely yeah but the thing is when sterling took took us took them should i say yeah. not even us them into the semi-finals they were like yeah you know we don't see no color yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. know yeah, of uh, we we love everybody all yeah. all, you know uh black lives matter the moment uh rashford hmm. but that's the thing with this country that every your love your humanism is your um it's based on what you've done for them yeah. yeah yeah what is your contribution yeah like you consistently as a black brit feel like you have to prove your worth in yes. this country and like i'm british because i did this yeah. I, have to I, I have to earn my stay i don't have to earn my stay like no. I, I don't i actually don't actually mm. the same one the same way you don't earn it you don't do anything yeah, you actually take from it exactly. if anything i give to it we yeah. do more you, you remove take from it and I consistently have to prove why I'm worth being here to mm. you. And I know I know that all of you lot are bigging up Southgate and all of those things. And while I want to agree, 
you had seasoned strikers that you could have chosen. She's a 19-year-old like, yes, kid. You chose a 19, and then oh, before anything oh. has even happened, you're like, oh, guys, don't blame him. Nobody's even started blaming him yet, and you've already put the words of in course, their mouth. Of course, Someone can say, oh, yeah, but he he would have known, he would have expected it. But at the same time, no. Like, you put a 19-year-old, like, this is his first time doing doing this stuff, and then you're like, oh, yeah, you go take it. Why didn't Graylish? Why the thing is, why I don't even know if it's a stretch, but I don't even know if I trust that. I know nothing about football. I think it was a setup. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about that like that doesn't, that doesn't yeah. sit well with me because it's, I don't know. I, and do you know what? It's so sad that we have to think it, but I can't put anything But past. I know the evil of this country. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I can't. But when you start with your wartime right. rhetoric, like, oh, yeah. we're bringing it home, we're doing this. And, and and everybody knows when it comes to anything national, I am bad vibes when it comes to anything <laughs> national. I don't want this country to win anything. I'm so sorry. I'm the same with the Olympics. And it's so hard because I see the talented black people that go up for this yeah. country. And so I have to make that kind of um, reconciliation where I'm like, I support the players like, yeah. support this okay country. how have you done that though because i find it very hard i've, I've got very mixed emotions about yeah. black, black britain i find nationalism quite a hard one to deal with yes. because when as a nation england's doing something unless it's against nigeria yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i'm consistent yeah england england yeah. i still have that nationalism in right. me how have you avoided that but this is the thing because every time i have to remind myself there's a picture that i have on my phone where um and it's um a white family white british or english family and they've got all black people behind them i found it at the slavery museum and they've written happy Xmas, bad agree on their body. I think it was 1928. Mm-hmm. They've written on their body and they're sitting there and they're posing. That's what reminds me every time. Every time I don't want to move mad, I look at that because it's a reminder that we, we, no matter how much we've been socialized to go up for this country, we'll never be of this country. Yeah. And that's why David Lammy every day is shouting up and down, up and down, like, oh, why can't I tick black English? Because they don't want you. Because you're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Welsh, I could tick. Yeah, because they don't want you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just that reminder, like, why? I, I, rebuke it over my own life like I rebuke it I do not want anything that does not want me like we yeah. can tolerate mm-hmm. each other because mm-hmm. you say that you're a tolerant country I'll tolerate you, you to- yeah, yeah, you yeah, tolerate yeah. you yeah we're not killing you yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah. but I always find that interesting though like especially when you know, there have been things before like, oh my God, her partner's white. Her partner's white. What's she going to do in the race war? <laughs> what are you lot going to fucking do in the race war? Because I've been working out. Right. I've been banging gym. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready in the race war. I know what side I'm picking, right? The side of sense. But suddenly <laughs> when you smell, when you caught a whiff that that trophy could come home, suddenly everyone was like, England. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same England that they'll win that trophy and they'll flog you at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to change stop and search rates. It's not going to change nope. anything. And while we can say that these things are separate they're not the same black boys that are banging them goals for you that are running up and down that pitch stressing out their hearts stressing out their lungs let them get in a range rover and see if the police doesn't exactly. stop them. Yeah. So, yeah. so outside of doing what you're doing that mm. helps this country to be great, you are still not respected for the skin exactly. that you are in. So I don't see how I can necessarily ride for that. And I think that if we were more explicit about the fact that we are supporting these boys, yeah. we are not supporting mm-hmm. this country, mm-hmm. it would have helped to have that distinction because suddenly seen everyone doing England, England. I was like, so this is how they'll carry you lot away. Mate, Just like that. Yeah. I got lost in the sauce, I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. Just flying the flag. Yeah. But that's what it was. It was the lads. It was the black boys that yeah. I was supporting. And yeah. I think sometimes as well, because I, I, I watched um, the match in the like, yeah. AF place. I was yeah. like, oh, you should just, Saka should play for Nigeria then. This is not happen if you play for Nigeria. No, this is like, no. uh, first of all, it's the Euros. Yeah, like, also shut up. First, it's just, this makes no sense. But also it's like, I feel the need to support black people in these spaces. Yes. To mm. feel like other mm. black people are cheering you on as mm. well, because all of the white people are not. 
Yeah, They're waiting yeah. for you yeah, to, to fuck mess it. up. Yeah, I'm not waiting for yeah, you yeah. to fuck up. I'm consistently exactly. like, cheating you, you up. And even if anything happens to you, I'm here to like lift you up, you up, sort of yeah. thing. And by doing that, though, you do support the whole, like, it feels Ex- like you're supporting mm. the whole of England. But then look at that. The moment that they lost, all of us now have to do go and Start do prayer warriors. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to do prayer warriors. So I'm going to That's God like and, up, and yeah. doing like, yeah. um, what is it? Um, the Dora Milaje. We were ready. <laughs> and Leona Nicole Black, she was like, so this is the country that you wanted to win. The Mate, moment honestly. that you didn't go there, where you have to go and defend. You literally have to go As in, I went to defense yeah. mode straight yeah. away. As in, I call our sex and the black men that I know that you know, like, like, as yeah. in, like, please, like. Didn't they dash someone into the tent? Yeah. That's just madness. And this is the country that you wanted them to win. Because even I talked to my mum earlier, she was like, oh, God, please, they're speaking your about God, please, don't let, oh, let them be like, well, no, my will, like, well, yeah, no. Yeah. And do you know, I said, because for once, nobody will be racist. That's literally yeah. what mum said right. out of her mouth. But yeah. actually, it would have been worse because what they would have done in that moment is gotten us all to join into their nationalism, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then that ethno nationalism that they have, they will use it to really ride right. and be like, yeah. I thought you were riding for England. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, the yeah, problem? Yeah, yeah. You should be riding for this too. It's so difficult. It's such a slippery slope when those things happen, but I have to always keep my wits about me. But I'm never one of those people that want to be a party pooper. So when everyone was doing up the team, I just kept quiet. Yeah. I just kept quiet because mm. I know that the prayers that I've done and, and the, the things that I've seen in the cards, you're not winning that. You're not going mm. to. And I even said in the podcast last week yeah. before this and um, before we recorded this, I said, you're not going to smell that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming home until you do right. What do you say? Yeah. Until you do right by me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It ain't happening. Yeah. Until oh. you do right by me. It's literally not. And I know that other we've got other colonial states. And also I really implore people to do their, um, their learning and learn about their history because you can't say all of Europe is racist when they're, um, or all of Europe rather, sorry, um, are colonizers because there are literally countries that were colonized and mm, so yeah. within Europe. Um, and I'm not talking about Scotland because they went and had a great time in the Caribbean. I'm talking about places outside <laughs> of um, these British Isles and they were colonized as well. And that's not to say that they're not enjoying their own fucking nationalism and being mad, but literally not everybody was a colonizer. So it's being aware of terminology, mm. right? And so I would have preferred maybe for one of them man to win. Not, not anyone, not Italy. And I wasn't going up for Italy either. Fuck them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said, fuck France as well. Yeah. Like, I wasn't it's not like I'm riding for anyone because I think that they're all mad but I understand that also we've just come out of something terrible yeah with the lockdown with the pandemic yeah and I think we just need something something to lift the spirit and it's like oh we can all agree about this but but what's it? He was lipsing and rubbing teeth the other week. Yeah, Mancock. They were only Mancock. Yes, <laughs> Mancock. Hancock. Hancock, who were r- mm. rubbing teeth with that girl the other um, the other week, and then they're te- teething our money right under our noses. Yeah. Pretty's doing whatever she's doing with um, <laughs> yeah. you know shipping out the Windrush generation. Mm-hmm. So much is happening to me. The, the trophy was never going to be enough. No. Yeah, because yeah. after that fact, people are still getting deported. Oh, you know, yeah, and it's, and it's just also the fact that people like. I just hate this idea that we've got to prove to white people that we're worthy worth of just it. respect. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I felt like that pressure subconsciously was falling on the players. Yeah. Yes. It's like, if you guys do this, this is kind of going to be good for all of us. Yeah. And I think that we do need to divorce ourselves from that. Yeah. Because it is really, really dangerous because as crazy as these hooligans can be they're very aware of that like yeah. they, they do see it as that it's like you niggas prove yourself to yeah, us yeah, 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 kind yeah. of thing yeah. and it's like and it is it's all perf- and it's yeah. all perf- it's, yeah. that's yeah. all it is that's the only reason they like the black players because you're performing for them you're like you're in serp- 
servitude to them. Do you know what I mean? It's not because they actually respect you. It's because they just see you as entertainment. The same way they used to love watching black people being lynched. To me, it's really not that different. It's just the only difference is like, they're not slaves and they get paid. Do you know what I mean? But like sports still is modern day slavery. That's another conversation we can get into another day. Do you know what I mean? But I've just like, I wasn't invested in it because I just knew this would happen. I knew that regardless, those hooligans, whether we win or lose, yeah, they're not going to be racist for a day, but things are still going to go back to normal. They're still going to hate you. They're still... People throw banana pills on the pitch. Yeah. Do you know yeah, how yeah, wild that is? Yeah. Like, nah, it's it's mental. To I always babe. find it funny how mental. they blame it. Sorry, on the guys, before you guys go on, I got a school run to do. Yeah, oh. we're gonna head out yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> head out now. Yeah. Um, how it's like, oh, it's racism in football. No, it's racism in England. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's yeah. not this plastic ball. That's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's England it's in the people. It's deep. It's deep rooted. Even the ones that feel like they've unlearned it and they're allies and they and they love the blacks and mm, they yeah. and they sleep with black men and all of this. Oh. It's mm. still deep. It's still deep rooted. Because as soon as an argument comes up, why is the first thing you black? Yeah. Go and mark it on the wall. But that's that for this week's episode of SYM. Um, I've been Kalechi Okafor. I've been your girl Tolly T. Just call me Audrey. And your mamacita Milena Sanchez. Ow. So thank you for listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? Suck your mind. It's the Ben's Brunani woman. This baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.